Good day, inspired listeners. I am so glad you're here with us again today. I'm Stacy Fleece, as always, here with the incomparable Samantha Tradelius. Samantha, how are you today? God, I love that intro. You know what? I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. Sometimes you're amazing. Sometimes you're incredible. Today you're incomparable. So we... All the above. All the above. I'm super excited today because, uh, first of all, hometown pride. Um, we have with us uh, an amazing designer who resides, at least her studio, I don't know if you live here, but a uh, studio in Mill Valley, which is where I live. So uh, I'm going to take full credit today. Um, Jamie Tarr, you are amazing. Uh, I have some of your pieces and I've never met you in person. So mm-hmm. I mean, this, is, this is kind of in person. So we're going to go with it. But uh, could be happier to have you here because your stuff is amazing thank you it's great to be here with you thank you thank you for joining us yeah Uh, and uh okay so your studio is in mill valley i have to ask do you reside in mill valley yeah i am born and raised mill valley okay so total hometown girl yes okay i'm not born and raised here but i've i've adopted mill valley as my uh permanent hometown so um yeah we also have to interject with Jamie's the coolest person that has ever existed. Um, whoa, 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 cooler than me? I mean, a different kind of cool, okay? I met Jamie, I don't even know how many years ago, and I fell in love with her and her work, and I'm pretty sure I must have about six or seven different Jamie offerings in my closet at any given moment, from capes to jackets to capelets to joggers, I have it all. Um she also has this energy about her that is just, it's just cool, man. It's just cool. So I feel even though we're electronic right now, I still feel the coolness. So thank you for joining us. Oh my gosh, I'll take it. <laughs> it's coming through the screen. Uh, okay, so let's let's roll back a little bit. Let's dial back a little bit. Tell us how you uh, how you launched your own line. I know you had some experience with Michael Kors. You did a little Levi's action. You probably did a bunch of others in there, but... Then you launched your own line, what, about 10 years ago? Yeah, I think it was about 10, 12 issues. Yeah, so, um, so how did you, how, how was that progression? Well, you scary? know, it, it, so yes, it was scary. Well, I started it when I was living in Seattle. So I was manufacturing actually in San Francisco. And so I was kind of flying back and forth. Uh, my parents were here because obviously I grew up here and I would come back and visit and then you know, work with my factory and then go back to Seattle and style or and basically design. The first line was like full, Samantha would love it. It was full like leather. Like this is when I did a full collection. I did like leather pants. I did these amazing skirts that had leather and like zipper. They were super sexy. And um, it it was so funny. I went hardcore that, I don't know. I was really feeling the leather and, um, and my husband showed it to his like tech team and they're like, Oh my God, they were just like completely freaked out. And, um, and oh, I made that. Designed those. Okay. It was so pops, like gold. I had gold leather pants. This was a long time. You know, it was like, leather pants. Stop yeah. there. In on that. Samantha's in. Do you have any of those left? I'm, I'm in. They're so, so it was super fun. That's where I like blasted out on the scene. And I guess, 
part of that, I mean, you know, uh, when you're kind of trying to come to terms with like, what's your point of view as a designer, you know, you start somewhere for me. I mean, I used to go to all the San Francisco, um, fa- you know, like the fairs, the kind of edgy fairs in the city. And so I love leather. Like I, that's a big thing that people don't know about me. Um, so I started doing that and then realized that actually manufacturing leather is like total pain in the ass because, you know, if you can imagine when, you know, you have to select the hides because, you know, they're all different and then you have to fit your pattern pieces. So it's like high touch, you know, a lot of work to pick your, um, you know, raw materials. And then when you get it to the factory, if they sew it incorrectly, they can't take out the stitches because it's poked holes in it, you know, like from the needle. Whereas like fabric, you can take apart the pattern piece. It's gone. So it was, it was like not going to be a mass produced line. Let's just say that, but that's where I started. And then, um, I moved here and decided this is, it's too much. Like I was on my second line being a mom of really young kids, um, you know, had just moved back home trying to just, my husband had a startup. It just became too much. So I decided to edit down and I'm like, well, what's the thing I love? I love the jackets. Like I love making outerwear. So, you know, the structure, they are kind of like your shell, you know, on the outside, they're kind of like, armor in a way. And so, um, it's the first thing you see on somebody and growing up in Marin, I was freezing when I was young, I would go to school. <laughs> I just remember being cold. It's always freaking cold here. And it's like sneaky cold. Like all of a sudden you're like, come out of our bomb cyclone we had on Sunday. So it's cold, like always cold. It's cold in the shade. Like even, you know, like it's down in Southern Marin, it's like, you can be the shade and it's like a nice day, but you're like, I'm freezing right now. So that's sort of was the inspiration for, for going with jackets. I'm glad I did because I think everybody's like, oh, if they have a question about jackets or they're like, let's get a quote from a jacket designer. It's like Jamie, right? It's not like the Jamie who does everything. It's like Jamie does the, you know, it's more specific. So it kind of worked out, you know. Well, and I think the line has so many different you have so many different components to it. So it's not just bomber jackets. It's not just capes. It's not just really nice trench coats. You've got kimonos, you've got capelets, which are a shorter version of a longer cape. Um, And so you've got everything. And I think one of the greatest things you ever said, it was like from the boardroom to the ball, was it from the gym to the boardroom? How do you, I forget how you always said it, but it was like something about how you were producing your uh, your ads on LinkedIn. It was like, you know, you were trying to be, edgy but also something you could take into a boardroom and still be cool and it it, it works it really does yeah i'm totally racking my brain for what what i said it'll come back to me remembering that i do know what you're talking about i'm like i'd have to go back. um but yeah i it is that's what the vision was was um you know like you know when i started this i guess i was like what for like just before 40, like 30, whatever. And I was like, you know, moms are so cool. Like we're cool. Like we're really cool. We're actually even cooler. We're the coolest. Right. I mean, we're and so I was like, cool. I wanted to yeah. express that in a way that, that with wearing something that was comfortable, you could throw on with jeans, you go to, you know, pick up your kids and, or you on switch out for some leather pants or whatever, or a, a little black dress and just throw it on and look great. And like, still look cool. So you're not, just, you know, losing, you know, your mind and being just so vanilla. I don't know. Like I didn't want moms. I don't know. I just wanted this option for, and it kind of, I think people like got it. I mean, the moto jacket was the thing that really. The moto jackets the best. I think the, that's the one that you see and you're like, tell that's me more. Cool. Tell Thank me. More. Oh my God. So funny. So years ago I had um, a girl come up to me and said, I went to an event at the, um, 
lumber. They had a big fashion show at the lumber yard, you know, in Mill Valley. And she said seven people were wearing your jackets. <laughs> and she's like, there are people. And I was like, I oh. jacket in navy blue that I bought at the Edgewood Fair probably yeah. eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I still have it and love it. And it's so glad. Fabulous. Thank so, you. Jamie, you you don't you have a store, you have a studio where you've got a lot of, yeah. of your work, but most of your uh, success has been on the road doing a lot of trunk shows, right? Right. Yes, definitely. And that that was a great way to um, really get the name out there. Um, I highly recommend that to anybody starting a business, like get in front of your customer because A, you make a ton of friends, which is like amazing. B, you learn exactly the feedback on your product like right then and there you can see it especially if it's something they wear like how does it fit on a thousand people how does it you know and you get this like feedback that you can it's like a focus group ongoing focus group so you can kind of go okay i've got 20 people that are asking for a longer version of this thing or i have 100 people that want gold zippers and so then you can kind of put it into your you know your you know as you evolve or at your next collection so that was that's really helpful i will say it's very um exhausting and and especially when you're popping up a shop of like freaking heavy jackets it's like and a lot of them I did myself I mean it's it's intense so you know that's why I was like why am I not a jewelry designer why can't I just come up with like a suit anyone ask for gold leather pants at any of those pop-ups well so nobody knew I did um at that point I wasn't doing shows with that line I was only doing shows busted out the gold leather pants. you should have busted out the gold I mean I'm I'm now lobbying for the gold leather pants (laughs) I feel like you need to bring them back. Maybe we'll do that. So I was, it's so funny. Like the timing was just, you know, I was like, okay, I'm, here's what I'm doing. I'm doing leather. <laughs> Making a statement. So with but, COVID, um, obviously, anyway, leather's coming back, all that stuff. Obviously with COVID, all that kind of stopped, no shows. Yeah. yeah. And so how did you continue to keep your business moving or did you? Yeah. So COVID was like a mixed blessing. I mean, um, you know, it's awful um, and it was frightening and it still is frightening, but it also forced so many people to sort of slow down and, you know, take a minute. And, and for me, I didn't do any shows during it. I did a couple virtual shows, um, but for the most part, I wasn't doing shows. I sort of just had repeat customers. I'd had people reach out to me and say, Hey, I'd talk to them about it on, you know, like a zoom call or something, but I just really enjoyed the sort of slowing down of everything. And what I realized is that people don't have that part of the cycle of like reflection is sort of the, if you have like a cycle, you need to have reflection at the end. And people just skip over that part a lot when you're going so fast and you're, you're always, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? You're always like starting time for that. There's no. no pause. And it's so important because I was realizing like, you know, it's like, um, it's that drift, you know, like if you're just like going, 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 you go where like, you're not like in your body anymore. You're sort of out of your head, just going in the direction where the thing is, you know? And then you're like, Oh my God, why did I get all the way over there? So I, yeah. And so this has been really valuable for me to slow down and just go, okay, what do I really want to do? Where do I want to put my effort? And where do I not want to put my effort? Because there was a lot of things that during all, I mean, I was doing 50 shows a year. I mean, it was like a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. It was great. So it was, and some were like, no, you know, you have a couple weeks where, I, and then I had to design everything and produce it. So that was like, it was too much. Um, but I'm glad for that time because there were some unhealthy habits and unhealthy sort of like, you know, 
overachieving and, and that I kind of was like, you know, that doesn't feel right. You know, I kind of want to slow down and regroup and it, that's the silver lining I'm talking about of this time. So yeah, I'm still running my business. I mean, some weeks I get a, you know, a bunch of sales, some weeks it's slower. It's like whatever. And I'm all for it. Like, I don't need to be rushing around to me. Success is like health, you know, and uh, my happy, my family's happy. And I get to, I don't know, like spend some time with my dog. Like I wasn't even doing any of that stuff. I love, I love that. The, the positives of COVID, we all got a chance to kind of breathe and regroup. And we also got a chance to drive around with very little traffic. So oh, yeah. the, the no, that's a really good point of COVID that I've discovered so far. Uh, having that today. I'm like, ah, oh, it's COVID. Go home. I know. Everybody go home. Yeah. So during the pandemic, I want to talk a little bit about this because during the pandemic, uh, you, like a lot of us, had this, okay, there's so much going on in the world right now. What can I do? To make it better, what can I do to improve the lives of the people that are on the front lines for us in this in this war that we never thought we'd be fighting? Um, and you did the jackets, fifty for fifty. So no, a hundred. It was a hundred of them. Was it a hundred or was it fifty? Well, it started as fifty. That's what I thought. I thought the original was fifty for fifty, but then you got so big, you had to do a hundred. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, thank you for asking about that. You know, I. Um, I, you know, we all felt like, what is going on? Like, what the actual F is happening? You know? <laughs> wake up every morning and just like, uh, what world am I living in right now? Right? I mean, we're all freaked out. We're like, oh my God, you know, can I leave my house? Like, it, can it, I get the mail? Yeah. It was like, wiping down the groceries, wiping down everything. Oh yeah. <sighs> I mean, it's like, it was so intense. And then I, and then I knew a couple uh, nurses. I was following a couple nurses when I was back on social, you know, about a year ago. <laughs> and they were, you know, I was just seeing picture after picture of these people just going, I didn't sign, like, I didn't sign up for this when I was a nurse. Like, I didn't sign up for this, like, exhaust, over-exhaustion. No, not. It, and people just not, you know, the whole thing. So I was like, well, what can I do? And I kind of was like, this year is going to be a lot slow. Like, I hadn't produced everything for all my shows. And all the shows were slow down. And... And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm going to just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to open it up and see what people, if people want to nominate somebody, you know, just kind of the idea kind of came to me. And, um, I thought, okay, I could do six, I could do 50 jackets. Like I could do that. Um, and you know, I, there were a lot, I just chose the different styles. I thought that would be like, kind of, it was kind of like, I wanted it to be a jacket that you got. That was a fun jacket that you were like, you know, you know, you get a gift. It's not just like your workhorse that you're going to wear every day. It's something like yeah. Something special. Something, something that I would wear on any given day. Fun. Yeah. And uh, the response was really, really great. I mean, it was really big. And, and I was, um, you know, at, at 50, I had a lot of other people that wanted them with stories that I was like, I can't, I got it. I kind of, and so I counted in my inventory and I'm like, can I do another 50? And then I announced that I was going to, you know, extend it to a hundred, which I felt was a good number. And then at that point, I'm like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> So what, what kind of nominations did you get? Like, was it just, were it just like, was it just heart wrenching? Was it uplifting? Like what kind of stories did you get? Well, so there were all, I opened it up to sort of essential workers. So I had people that worked um, like in Safeway. I had people that worked at the, the counter, one or two people that worked at the counter, different Safeways in different markets. I had a postal, a couple postal workers. Um, I had, uh, 
had a bunch of nurses like and doctors and I had a couple I was like I had I definitely had a bunch of people trying to nominate for for sectors that I was like hmm I don't really think that you need this reward but anyway so I had to kind of pick through and find the people that um that needed it and and the stories I didn't really get to know the people until I so these were people nominating other people right and the right. bank I once the nomination went through I got their contact information and I had to call each of the hundred people I had to work with them individually on sizing because they a lot of them were like not fashion people right they're like yeah. oh my god I've never won anything but I'm like well what size are you like trying to figure out size like over the phone because we couldn't meet you know and and um it took me like two months to fill all the orders it was so it was a lot of work but I had people crying like I've never won anything before gives me um, the chills I had people so many people and I had so many people like send me pictures and like we're so excited and like oh my gosh you know it was just you know like it was really it was really heartwarming and um I it's heartwarming, like, but were you yeah. prepared for the emotional exhaustion? Like it's, it no. gets emotional when you hear their stories and what they're really going through. It's hard. Welcome to our life of what we have to deal with it, with the sparkle stuff. It's, yes. it's the same, it's the same thing yes, that I have talked about before about how the emotional impact of when you then see someone crying or someone's getting, emo you're like, whoa, like it's a whole different program that you're not ready for. I thought about you, Samantha, a lot with that, you know, that connection with Sparkle. You're amazing. Um, and yeah, it's really, it's really great to have something that you can just, I just wanted to give them a minute to not think about COVID, you know, that's it. And, and I think it was successful overall, you know, I mean, no, and think about like what the long-term effect, like every time those gals see that jacket, they're going to remember Jamie Tarr. They're going to remember. And like, I have the chills talking about this, but they're going to remember that moment. And that was like a big impact moment for a lot of people. And that's something that I don't know many people can say that they did in such a dark time and taking sadness and making it into something positive is the coolest. Like that is why you are one of the coolest people I know. Oh, thank you. It was great. And I, I actually think you were in my mind. I think you might've inspired me. I bet you that, that you were part, you know, it's like you have people in your subconscious that help, you know, point you in a direction. I bet you were right there. Cause now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah. Channeling a little of the Samantha Sparkle. Girl, yeah. that makes my day. I'm serious. I like totally, I owe everything to you. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's so funny too, because it's it's interesting when you feel or when you are given an opportunity to show people how to help other people and you gave people an opportunity to nominate somebody else. And, you know, going online and filling out a form or sending an email to talk about someone else's story is super easy to do. But a lot of people don't know how to do it or they don't know that there's even an option to do it. And so you you not only provided the gift to the person who got it, but also to the person who made it happen in that way. So it's it's a lot of touch points for a lot of different people. So you should feel pretty, pretty proud of that work. And we're pretty proud of you. Thank you. I also remembered there were a bunch of teachers. There were mm -hmm. a lot of teachers that were on it as oh, well. The they were the cutest. Oh my gosh, so fun. So yeah, it thank you. And yet, and I said, you know, um, if these are not your style, you can, you can gift it to somebody else. You know, like I had one person gift it to her daughter. So I ended up like, it went three times, right. The person that nominated and then the mom gifted it to the daughter. And it was like, okay, we did like, we paid it forward three times. We, we love multiple touch points. Yeah. Yeah. 
We do. So now I want to flip the script and talk about something that I find absolutely fascinating about you. And uh, you had a podcast, uh, Unbiased Cuts, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was listening to one of your episodes, which I loved. And it was about how you decided to pull the plug and quit social. And I was like, oh my God, like, that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but but not even that like how how does a uh how does a small businesswoman who relies on social quit social mm-hmm. and maintain like i i, I it's fascinating i know yeah. i know it's Talk well, about that so my business was growing on social i mean i didn't have a ton of um followers but i had really really high engagement so like if i would put something out i would get a lot of like interactions, a lot of questions. And I had a lot of like DMS. So that was what was valuable of, you know, for me for social. Um, however, um, there, when, so when you're a small business and you're creating content, like I was creating exclusive content for Instagram. And I think people don't realize they don't real. I mean, if you consider your time not worth anything, like you're like, sure, fine. It's I'll fucking do exhausting. Let's just say it yeah. what it is. Exactly. Okay. And if you think, even if you, you know, I've done so much research on it. And even if you're like, okay, I'm not going to spend all the time. I'm just going to post, you know, like whatever, once a week or once every day. And I'm not going to think too much about it. You still have this app can that people can contact unless you turn off your notifications, but you still have people at any given time of the day can interrupt you with a DM or interrupt you with tagging you on something. And are you going to not go look at what you're tagged in? Of course, you're going to stop what you're doing. You're going to look where you got tagged. So this, this, um, this social media, especially Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, which is now meta as a meta today. I didn't actually see the announcement. Is that their new name? Yeah, they have to like they they have to change their name because they are so awful. Like literally <laughs> the name, you can't even like really. I mean, I so I could really this is a five put podcast, you know, conversation, but the, the the nutshell is that A, they're not looking out for your best interest. The no. um, you know, we've all learned that they're hiding a lot of documents that show what this does to young girls. I have a young, you know, teenage girl. Like I you just get to a point where you go, I can't. I can't like, I'm not even going to put my business on you anymore because I do not agree with you. Second of all, people lose their accounts all the time, right? So you're, if you're putting all your sort of content on Instagram or Facebook, you could one day, like, what if they shut down and all your customers are there? You Mm -hmm. should teach your customers to go to your website. All your, all of your content should be on your website. All of your most exciting stuff should be on your own website because you control it and it won't go away because you own the website, right? Unless the internet's down, but like, they don't like, they own everything you put up and they don't owe you. They're not going to say, Oh, they're not going to notify all the people that follow you. Hey, by the way, like, you know, we deleted their account, but you can find them over here. They're not like, they're not, does that make sense? Like they're not, they're not, here, they're not here for you. They're not here for you. Yeah. And that's one of a thousand ways they're not. And I know some I'm people- sure there's so many small business people that have not actually thought about that because think about how many people are getting customers on Facebook and TikTok and Instagram and and you're right they're probably not driving them to their own website 
No, you know, you're just a sitting like at some point there won't Instagram will stop. It'd be my space. Some pay at some point it's going to be not a thing, but you can be there when, you know, like, what is it? Make hay when the sun's out, whatever that saying is like, sure. You can be there now. All the sunshine. Yeah. But it's like, you know, sure. Fine. But then like at some point, you know, the reality is going to hit and I comes up when the sun goes down, then you're screwed. Then you're screwed. I don't know. I just, the the combination of like Facebook is really not a, they are just fundamentally a bad company. They, they do, they don't, they put profits over people and I've, you know, and I'm not a weird conspiracy person. Like, listen, I'm, I'm not like, Oh, I am <laughs> fine. But at the same time, I mean, not that, you know, you, but the point is, is that, um, how it makes you feel like I, people are used to just low grade feeling kind of bad about themselves. You know, like after you get off social, it's you're like what? the norm to low yeah, grade feel like, bad about yourself. It's like constantly being hung over. It's like just a little bit hung over all the time. You don't feel like your peak. And it's like what I, when I, I had all FOMO when I was le- like leaving, you know, the thing I was like, Oh my God, nobody's going to wish me happy birthday. Cause I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> And I was like, that was the thing. I was like, fuck. And so I was all scared about that. But it, it when and I was like, it's fine. But it's been a year for me. And I literally, my head is clear. I see the people, you know, that I want to see. I mean, I want to see more people. I did like the connections, but the the low grade feeling kind of like poo, you know, feeling kind of cruddy is not, I don't have that anymore because I'm not, you, you can't think you're not affected by looking at everybody else's stuff. It's, I think brains are not made to see what everybody else is doing at every given moment, especially when it's polished. Well, you know? And also I think for like us as grown ass women, we look at people and I'm like, what, you know, I know people and they're posting these wonderful lives and I'm like, right. bitch, that ain't, get, like, I know you and I know what goes on over there. Like, thank you, but that's not real. And I think for, if you're going to understand what that world is from a, from a personal perspective, then, then understand it. But for, you know, young kids, and we've talked about this so many different times. I mean, it's, it's so frightening. And then from a business perspective, like I use social for, you know, sparkle stuff a lot because that's where I can drive and connect. But you know, with other, like our insurance and other parts of our business, it's not where my, my consumers are, you know, those aren't the people that are buying or interested in any of the shit I'm talking about. Um, so I think it's know your market too. And you've been able to know where your clients are and where you want to be successful and put your energies. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's pretty cool to be able to just rip cord and be like, you know what, a, I'm not into this on a personal front and B it's not fueling my business and getting me the clients that are actually turning into dollars. That's the thing exactly is because um, if you really look at how much time you spend on social and then you add in the hours you're thinking about social, right? Preparing to post or prepare or whatever, or processing whatever you saw, you add all that up and then you divide it. What, how many dollars you actually made from that? You would be shocked. You're working for like $2 an hour. You're, you're probably negative money. Yeah. You're working for like literally nothing. My friend and I were talking and we were laughing and I, she was like, she was like, I basically, it's like a part-time job, like for nothing, you know, it's like a 20 hour a week job. And, and, you know, listen, I, I get it. Like you can make money, you can make connections. It's um, I think we're human. And I think certain people, like if I, I did have a social media person for a while, I'd have a full-time person working for me. And um, 
it just wasn't my voice. Like they were doing my social. It just, it just wasn't me. It wasn't my voice. It never like pulled the right, you know, it just didn't work in the way. Oh, and I, you can really, make connections, but are they quality connections? Are they, correct. you know, when, when you are, when you are relationally driven in your business, correct. is that the quality relationship you're really looking for? Probably not. Well, a lot of people, it's interesting. I'm surprised at certain people I've been out of touch with since I stopped that I thought, oh, we're totally tight. And it was like, oh, wow. Interesting. So we were social media tight. Not, yeah. And I'm not upset. I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. I'm just observing it. You know, I'm not mad, you know, it's like, but it's like, whoa, okay. Like it does kind of trip you out when you're like, wow. But I'm very happy. Um, my, my message to anybody who's listening to this is that you can do it. You, you can, can do it if and your business will be fine. Your business will be fine. You will have to kind of regroup and re-strategize. But I mean, I was like, I'm going to do this because everything's going to shit right now with COVID. It's like, there's nobody seeing anybody. I'm like, well, why don't I just throw it all in the fire? You know, it's fine. And it's been interesting. So again, um, yeah, I've, I thought a lot about it before I did it, but I'm happy with it. I'm happy. Well, and I, I mean, I still, I, I love your work. And I was like, I knew you weren't on there anymore. I was like, God, what that? She is just something else. Again, the cool factor coming back in. Um, and I, I actually just picked up a brand new blazer with some leather and some zippers, which is oh just God. right up my, I actually took my my uh, book launch pictures. I'll have to send you one. I want looks, you, yeah, please send me. I it's really so know. good. It's so good. So um, we've got just a, about a minute left and I want to just quickly, do you have any upcoming shows in the holidays or are you kind of just online right now? I'm online right now um, and I'm planning on, um, you know, I think people are dressing in a new way a little bit after post COVID. Yeah, girl. I'm planning on doing like an email campaign slash blog slash, you know, where I'm going to go through it. Like how, if, whether you have the jacket or not, how you would put it together in kind of a cool, fresh way that like, I mean, we're boss ladies. I mean, I know that's like, we're, 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 we want to be seen as creatives, but we also want to be taken seriously and look professional and look hot and look all, it's all the stuff together. Hard to blend. It's I hard to blend it all. You have to blend it, but there's a way to blend it where you don't come off, you know, like, I don't know. It's so I've kind of been thinking a lot about this. So I want to put that out there um, for people following me. You can join my email list um, at jamietar.com. And um, I do, I might have a couple shows down. Like there's a couple, there's a woman that I worked with styling her whole new um, luxury spa down um, in Burlingame. So I might be doing something with her, but I don't know. I'll, it'll be again, all on my website. Like that's go to jamietar.com and you'll see all the good stuff. I love it. Email there now. Yes. jamietar.com. We will put it in the notes. Well, that is a great point to stop on. Um, what a fantastic 30 minutes we've had with the coolest chick in the world, Jamie Tar. A mom, a designer, a creator, a philanthropist, uh, ultimate badass, and a woman who decided to rip the cord off the social media umbilical cord. And we couldn't be more proud to know her. So Jamie, we thank you. And uh, everybody get out there this week and be inspired. <laughs>